more corrupt the state, the more numerous the laws. Tacitus. You're listening to Black Helicopter News on the Armageddon Records Network. Okay, this is episode five of our podcast, and today I have my anonymous guest of the week, Dennis Wilson. So, thanks for being on my show today. Certainly, anytime. Remember last time we were speaking, you mentioned an interesting story that I didn't hear about, about the JFK assassination. What I discussed with you last week was that back in the 60s, there was a syndicated columnist by the name of Dorothy Kilgallen, and she used to be on, as a regular, back on in the 1950s and, and early 60s on a TV show called What's My Line? Well, she was digging up and researching a lot of information on the JFK assassination on November 22, 1963, and sometime in 1965, she wound up dead. You know, although not proved, there was a lot of suspicion as that she was really digging deep into the Kennedy assassination and might have been some kind of foul play might have been involved. So for the last 50 years, it's still an open case as to really what caused her death. I mean, they did find drugs in her system, but as I mentioned a moment ago, is although not proved, it, there was suspicion that there might have been some type of foul play. Amazing to see to this day, still, there's so many different theories on what happened. So I, I believe there's more than one gunman. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. There was more than one shooter, that's, that's definite, because if you looked at the ballistics and the trajectories of the rounds that were fired, all the guns that were used in that assassination was an Italian Manlicka Carcano rifle, I think it was 6.5 millimeter to be exact. And they found that gun at the Texas School Book Depository where Lee Harvey Oswald worked. And uh, they also found uh, shell casings on the grassy knoll where the other shot came from. So the way Kennedy was shot, because he was hit from two different directions, it couldn't have been a lone gunman at all. There was multiple people involved. As to who was behind it, there was theories out there that it might have been the mob because the... Justice Department was putting a lot of pressure on the mafia from uh, Louisiana, the New Orleans mob. And again, this is all speculation, but they feel that the mob might have been involved with the CIA. Because there was theories that uh, that the guy that was the head of the FBI at the time, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, did not like the Kennedys at all. And there was also talk that the mafia helped get JFK into office, and there's a lot of credence to that because in 1960, Kennedy was the first, you know, running for political office, and he was Catholic, and he needed the votes from West Virginia at the time. And West Virginia was a heavily Protestant state. The mafia was involved with the unions back then, the Teamsters unions, and they helped get the votes for Kennedy to help get them in. And then the Justice Department that was being run by Robert Kennedy Jr. putting a lot of pressure on the Mafia. There was theories that it might have been that the Kennedys double-crossed the Mafia and that could have been a plausible reason as to why this assassination occurred. Do we know for sure? No. Again, this is all speculation. We probably won't know it for about another hundred years, long after I'm gone and long after everyone else is gone, as to what the truth really was. Here it says, the parade route was altered at the last minute, bringing it into Dealey Plaza, where the assassins awaited the president. There's more than one gunman they knew that they would have to be set up in a specific area. Who changed the parade route? That person sure looks suspicious. And there are also other things I'd like to add about Lee Harvey Oswald. There was a meeting with Lee Harvey Oswald, Jack Ruby, 
and uh, Santo Traficante, who was in control of the uh, New Orleans mob before the assassination. And there was pictures of them, of all three of them together. I believe, and again, this is speculation, that the mafia, if this is true or not, again, this is purely speculation, that they might have used Lee Harvey Oswald, as, as Oswald mentioned later on when he was arrested, that I'm a patsy, because it's very plausible to use somebody like Oswald, who is very uneducated to begin with. He was a communist, a Marxist-Leninist, as he stated, and they used him to cover up any kind of tracks because Oswald looked at as he was a psycho rather than somebody that had ties to organized crime. In other words, they could say he was a psychopath and rather than somebody killing for a specific motive. But the guns that they used were 65 millimeter Italian Carcano rifles, which were very inaccurate at the time. And we know from Oswald's records in the Marine Corps that he was not a good shot at all. And there was even rumored to have tried to assassinate General Edwin Walker with that same gun. And the bullet Oswald tried to kill General Walker with through the window, and he wound up missing Walker. Usually the Marine Corps teaches constant drilling and, and weapons and everything, and here's a guy that really couldn't shoot straight, or he wasn't very effective with a rifle. Nonetheless, there were, had to have been two people that shot at Kennedy, because there were two different trajectories from the gun. Here's some interesting things I've got here. News media around the world reported Oswald's guilt, complete with extensive background data on this allegedly unknown assassin before he was even charged with the crime. That's pretty suspicious. Like you mentioned about the woman earlier from What's My Line, perhaps as many as 120 witnesses or individuals who had knowledge of the Kennedy assassination have died mysteriously. She's one of them. This is interesting. I don't know if this means anything, but... The assassination took place the site of the first Masonic Temple in Dallas. Gerald Ford, a 33rd degree Mason, was instrumental in suppressing evidence of a conspiracy that reached a commission. J. Edgar Hoover, another 33rd degree Mason, provided carefully censored information to the commission. What does that mean, Freemasons? Uh, that I had no idea about with the Freemasons, but what I can tell you is that Gerald Ford then before he became president, was on the Warren Commission. In other words, when they were investigating the JFK assassination, he was one of the members that was involved with doing the research and coming up with one of the conclusions that they said it was originally a lone gunman theory. But I had no idea that he was a Mason. Yeah. One more thing. Now, in 2011, the Internet was abuzz with claims that on November 12, 1963, 10 days before the assassination, JFK wrote a memo demanding that the CIA show him the highly classified documents that have been collected regarding UFOs. If that is real, in fact, that that could have been possibly a motivation or maybe an added perk to If that is real, though, that's one more thing to pile on them for. <laughs> I wonder if they were illegal aliens. <laughs> Pretty obvious by now to most of us that there are, there are certain people in the government who want to take away our guns. Our gun rights are in jeopardy. Now they can just willy-nilly ban ammunition? Oh, the 223 ammo for AR-15s? is bad. I'm going to take it away by executive order. To heck with the Congress, to heck with the Constitution, to heck with the people. I'm God. I'm the dictator. I'm running a banana republic. I don't know what the guy's thinking up there in the White House, but listen, if you want to keep your guns and you want to maintain the ability to take care of and protect your family, you need invisible guns, ghost guns, like the AR-15, the ghost AR-15, starting as low as 499 bucks at guns80.com. Go to guns80.com on the web, guns80.com. Look at the link below in the description box. Link on there to guns80.com or call 
844-2-GUNS-80. 844-2-GUNS-80. Or guns80.com. RFK, I personally believe I think he was worse than his brother Jack, John F. Kennedy, but... Um, he, he also had an assassin that was under a paranoid psychosis in a disassociated state. You're talking about the assassin Sirhan Sirhan? Yes. Yes. What I know of that was that I think it was in June 5th of 68, 1968, Sirhan Sirhan went to the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles and assassinated Senator Kennedy, RFK. The reasoning behind it was that Kennedy was supporting Israel. This was just right after the Six-Day War, and uh, I believe Sirhan Sirhan was a Jordanian or Palestinian, one of them. I think he was Jordanian. And he disagreed with Kennedy's views on Israel. And there's been a lot of talk in the last several years. They're saying that he wasn't the actual gunman that shot RFK. But meanwhile, nobody else was there. When the assassination happened, Robert Kennedy's bodyguard by the name of Rosie Greer, we've all heard of him before, tackled Sirhan Sirhan, brought him to the ground. He was arrested, he was tried, he was given life imprisonment. And I believe he's somewhere in California today in a federal correction facility. Uh, the name escapes me right now as to what... Prison. So March 11, 2011, Siron Siron, 67, serving life, was denied parole. According to the panel, he did not display sufficient remorse for the murder of RFK. Interestingly, his lawyer attempted to have new evidence admitted that restated their client's 40-year-old claim that he had been manipulated by a mysterious young woman in a polka dot dress. Under hypnosis, Sirhan claimed to remember how she led him into the area where Kennedy would pass and pinched him on the shoulder when the presidential candidate appeared. He said that he was fascinated by this young woman's looks and that she was a seductress. It's interesting. The pinch on his shoulder acted as a trigger mechanism. He believed himself to be on a firing range, shooting at targets. He did not realize he held a gun or that he was shooting at anyone. In this argument, they claim that before Sierra's trial, an unidentified person switched a bullet before it was placed in evidence. The bullet was taken from his neck, citing alleged forensic evidence, but it did not match those taken from Sierra's revolver. So, do you think he could have been under mind control? Uh, probably not. Probably not. The Arabs probably would not have had that type of technology to have done it at that time. It was, I don't think it, 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 he was under any kind of a mind control. I think this was a, a young 24-year-old man at the time that espoused certain types of beliefs in that the Palestinians should be free, they should have more freedom, and that Israel was suppressing the rights of the Palestinians and other Arabs at that time. Again. As I mentioned a little while ago, this was 1968. A year previously, you had the Six-Day War with Israel and uh, Egypt. Some of these, Egypt and some of these other Arab countries. I think Jordan also. And I, I believe that this man was probably some type of fanatic that only that espoused certain values that they wanted to uh, destroy Israel and that he saw Kennedy as a friend to the Jewish community. Because at that time in 1967, the Israelis needed tanks and the United States went ahead and got a tank division out of Germany that was stationed over there and sent them to Israel, to the Middle East, to help the Israelis. And in fact, all the equipment over there they were using was all American equipment, some of it from World War II, and some of it were modern tanks at that, for that time in the 1960s. 
and uh, he saw that the United States was an ally to Israel, and he wanted to probably strike back at the United States somehow for supporting Israel. Yeah, that's plausible. Keeping with the theme, JFK Jr., is there any connection? Some actually are saying that he was murdered before he could make an announcement that he would run for president, that he was supposed to make an announcement August 1st, 1999. And if he had lived and won the election, he would have been 40 years old, just slightly younger than his father when he ran for president. I, I, I seriously doubt he was murdered. I remember the incident well at the time. I was down in Miami Beach, and I heard the announcement over the television on vacation. And it turned out is that in Florida... Okay. I believe that's where he got his pilot's license. The regulations down there for obtaining a pilot's license, the number of hours that you need to, to fulfill to get the license is not as stringent as it would be up here. That's number one. So yeah, the training is less than you would have to do, say, up here in New Jersey, right? for the amount of hours needed to obtain the license. That's number one. Number two, I believe the plane that he used was a Piper Saratoga. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head if that was the model. And they had some technical problems, some issues with that model of the aircraft. Plus, not only that, he was not certified for instrument rating. And that's another thing that, that's really sought when you're going for a pilot's license, is that you have X amount of hours on instrument ratings. He did not have that requirement. So if he ran into trouble out over the ocean, all these things were, were it was a recipe for disaster. I don't believe he was murdered. I believe it was a very unfortunate accident, not only for him, but for the other two people that were, I think it was his wife at the time and the, his wife's sister. I think it was a very, very tragic event in, in, the, in that young man's life. What I also like to add is that he was espousing a lot of Republican ideals. And Harris family was traditionally Democrat. Do I mm -hmm. think do I think that someone might have murdered him? Absolutely not. I think it was as I just mentioned, all those factors, uh, having not enough hours for the flight instruction, uh, not having the instrument certification, uh, problems with that model of uh, aircraft. I think all those factors com combined was a recipe for disaster. And I believe a true, I firmly believe that that man. Uh, and an untimely demise based on all of the facts. Future. When you realize how fake it all is, the football, the basketball. Security alert. Security alert. This is Homeland Security. Analysis. Infowars building independent media operations. But the worst people get controlled and tell us that we are the ones responsible. Prime directive discredit Alex Jones. Jones is the wildly popular conspiracy theorist. A popular conspiracy theory talk show called Infowars. Alex Jones is now in an Austin jail. These people are assaulting us. Targeting of patriots engaged. They are never going to stop. They're never going to deviate from their program until we stop them. Block free iPhone app at infowars.com. Block free podcast and video feed. Imperative. Detroit. You gotta set your eye on the enemy, not worry about what propaganda they put out. Intellectually, it's because you can feel it.
I did find some information on Dorothy Kilgallen. Kilgallen told friends that she had enough information to break the whole story of the Kennedy assassination wide open, and she began to leak hints of her scoop in her syndicated column. And on November 8th, 65, she was found dead. And she privately interviewed Ruby before and during his trial. He told her that he and Officer J.D. Tippett were friends and that Tippett often frequented Ruby's Carousel Club two weeks before the assassination. They were in the company of oil man Bernard Weissman, the person responsible for the JFK Wanted for Treason ads in the Dallas newspapers on November 22nd, 63. And just to add, Officer J.D. Tippett was killed by Lee Harvey Oswald in Dallas. Tippett suspected Oswald might have been fit the description of someone that left the school but depository. Tippett pursued to find out if that suspicion was genuine or not, and Oswald produced a revolver and emptied a whole revolver into Officer J.D. Tippett of the Dallas Police Department, and this event happened right in front of a witness, an old lady, I believe, that was on her porch. She witnessed the whole incident, and after that happened, Lee Harvey Oswald went ahead and went to the Dallas, I think it was the Texas Theater in Dallas, to hide out. And then that's when the police arrested him. So they first arrested him for the suspected death of Officer J.D. Tibbet, and then the charges got upgraded to assassination of President Kennedy. It's interesting, and you mentioned about Dorothy Kilgallen's death. One of her closest friends, he was also one of these 120 people to die mysteriously of undetermined causes, only because she could have been close enough confidant to reveal her findings. And then, if I'd like to just make a, a, a add right on top of that, and then in April of 1967, Jack Ruby was found dead in the Dallas County Jail of um, undisclosed circumstances. And he fact, told family that he was injected by cancer cells. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and they found, I believe, like a noose around his neck also. So if the cancer didn't get to him, they wanted to make sure, whoever it was, that the noose broke his neck. And this was almost, what, two years year and a half later, that from Dorothy Kilgallen's death. So whoever it was wanted to make sure that Jack Ruby never went to Washington and never took the stand in, in a courthouse, in federal court, to disclose what happened. So each of these key players were liquidated, so to speak, that nothing would ever come out about this, the assassination. Well, the interest in this case is not going away. People are still trying to crack this case. I guess uh, that'll probably wrap up this week's episode of Black Helicopter News Podcast. We went over JFK, RFK, and JFK Jr., so I think we had a pretty good discussion. I want to thank my guest, Dennis Wilson. Thanks for being on the show. Hope you come back again one day. Certainly, anytime. All right. All right, so signing off. <laughs>